Welcome to Down in the Bumps, a perinatal mental health podcast that shares stories of women and families who have experienced perinatal mental health problems. My name is Laura, I'm your host and I'm a doctor training in psychiatry. At the end of each episode, I'll share some learning about perinatal mental health related to the story we've heard. Please note that what is discussed in the podcast should not be taken as medical advice and you should discuss your own medical care with your GP. In this episode, I speak to Robbie, who's married to Eleanor. You may have heard Eleanor's story earlier in the series. Robbie shares his experience of supporting a partner with mental illness in the perinatal period. We hope that this episode will highlight the challenges and dilemmas facing partners or family members and the importance of involving and supporting those who are closest to people affected by mental illness. There is mention of suicide and pregnancy loss, so if this may be triggering for you, perhaps step away and join us another time. You join our conversation where Robbie's telling me what changes he noticed in Eleanor. You were just saying there that just after your daughter Phoebe was born, Eleanor said something that struck you as a little bit strange. I just wonder if you could tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so I, I you know, the, I think the the C section was in the morning, and you know we were we're at the bed, and and um, I just remember looking at Phoebe and just having this overwhelming love for her, and just I would you know just I don't know just a feeling of I will do anything to protect this baby. And, and I said, and I, I turned to Ellie and I said, I just love her so much already. And she she turned to me and, and said, stop trying to force it. Um, you don't have to keep saying it. Um, and it and it just struck at the time, it just struck me as as really odd for her to 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 say that. But I kind of, you know, later, you know, I can't, I, I don't know, I just kind of dismissed it as being that, you know, she just had a major operation, you know, that you know, it's our first child. And, and then just kind of dismissed it, and then if it, you know a few days later, the same conversation happened happened again, and and, I just, and it just struck me as like there's there's something not quite not quite right, and and I think with with what Eleanor and I experienced with the miscarriages and stuff, I always hoped I didn't think, but I kind of like hoped that once Phoebe was here and once she was you know. We, we we had a bit more control on keeping yeah. her alive. <laughs> yeah. Um that 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 things would have would have changed and it uh, and it just didn't. But mm. I, you know, I think you know, looking back in Ellen, that was just n- nowhere near well. She wasn't well at all for the, you know, for the first first three months. And mm. there was there was always something that I could bl- you know, blame it on. So that, you know, breastfeedings, I think that was like the biggest focus at the time was yeah. um was the struggle with the breastfeeding. But it mm-hmm that that wasn't that wasn't the issue that was that was an issue that we that that, I say small issue it was an issue that we could blame it on but the much bigger issue was uh you know uh, I'd say kind of like post-traumatic stress from the miscarriages mixed Mm -hmm. in with um postpartum depression I just I think there were enough signs signs there for us to 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 have got help a bit Mm -hmm. um -hmm. a bit sooner and and, and you know, I, you know, we knew, and then would always open up to me and tell me how low she was feeling and how everything, and um, and with me, I was coming out of uh, being uh, more. I, I would say it was anxious and a little bit of depression um, that I was going through. But I was, you know, I had I had sertraline and I had counselling, 
that I, that I went through myself like uh, privately uh, to to kind of get things going because I wanted to be right in the head when Phoebe came along yeah, yeah. so I was coming out of it and all the signs were were there and what I was experiencing mm. uh you know a few months earlier and I just yeah uh, I kept you know encouraging you know and saying yeah, we, we can get through this we'll you know mm-hmm. let's talk to people let's see people um and I just think I, I can't for Valna to have she is better now and I mean she probably won't say that um, <laughs> uh, to herself but you know she's done taken massive steps uh, yeah, absolutely. especially in the last um four or five months um uh, I think she's done amazing but yeah um you know I think I I think those those steps that we I think we could have we we, we should probably should have had the help a little bit like a little bit earlier maybe even during pregnancy um and it was kind of just like during pregnancy was like let's just you just need medication yeah uh, and I was so anxious about um miscarrying that any sort of medication that wasn't the vitamins that we were instructed to take wasn't through um you know the the, the consultant that we saw about you know preventing miscarriages and stuff like all the type of supplements mm-hmm. that we were taking anything that's straight mm-hmm. away from that Alan was never going to take so she was never going to take medication and yeah. therapy was never really uh, like like an option and I think the focus was that she's just anxious because she's pregnant what and, and it wasn't really focused on the fact that actually no it's that it's post-traumatic stress from the miscarriages mm-hmm. and there is anxiety about the pregnancy um, yeah as well yeah yeah which um, is over and above that of well I mean she was unwell wasn't she yeah yeah, yeah. um I think as a as a as a partner mm-hmm. of someone who's pregnant, I don't think we get much of a say in anything. <laughs> um, so when we, you know, when we went to scans, when we when we did stuff, it was Ellen that was always talked to, which is, you know, it's right enough, you know, <laughs> and there's bodies going through all the things. But it was never, I was never really, I was there, but I was never really involved. Um, but well, when Ellen, when Ellen was going through this, I said, you need to talk to other people other than me because it will help. And I don't know whether when she was speaking to the 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 consultants or, or you know at the time I was never there to yeah. be a part of, and I don't know whether yeah. not that she lied, but she would trick herself into saying that she was better than she actually was. So therefore, the the consultant didn't think she was as bad as she actually yeah. was, and you know. And I think if I'd been involved. Um, then I would have been like, "Oh no, you talk," you know. If I was yeah, you, I would have definitely yeah. said, "No, you're yeah. talking." Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's not um, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and kind of, um, maybe you know, I think with the consultants is is also getting the partner's viewpoint on things yeah. because you know we, we see them every day. You know, yeah, absolutely. Day. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Eleanor best. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you know, and I think the the good thing was I think when a lot of it was on zoom and I think it's a lot easier to um fake your way through stuff on mm-hmm. Zoom. Mm-hmm. but once I think once someone came out to see Eleanor that's when it's everything started to change because they could see that you can actually see in person how how bad she was and then that's when the, the steps were taken for her to go um um to to, to the to the um place in Chorley mm-hmm. um 
and I think for me, once once that decision was made, there was a, almost there was a huge sense of relief for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I bet. because you you know you see her and well for yeah because you know there would be there would be days where in the morning I knew I was so bad and I'd be like look I'll just stay off work or I'll work from home or whatever and like, no no I'll be fine and those days I would worry that she was about to do something and and I just once the once it was decided you know once it was decided that she was going in mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 there was a relief and then mm-hmm. I think I think it would because it was so I think it was in the morning that the discussion was it was going to happen then it was about finding a place and it could be in Stoke in Manchester you know we didn't know where we were going yeah. um and Elna's parents came over in their head state she was just a new mum I think yeah. and it's yeah. tough and I, and I think that's what they thought I don't think they realized how bad it was and yeah. I think once they knew that also helped me a little bit yeah, um, yeah. because I, as much as I wanted to tell people I think that's the worst thing I could have done because it, it had to come from Elna to tell other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like if I had told, like, her parents, I don't know whether I don't know whether Elna would have shrank more or pushed people away even further if I'd forced it on her. So I think it was, it was good that it, it you know, it, it kind of happens. And you know, I look back and go, maybe should I have told more people? I did, it's not that I didn't share what Ellen was going through with with people. So I I you know I didn't keep the whole burden to myself. I could talk to my friends about mm-hmm. what Ellen was going through, but to, not to the extent I would mm-hmm. just say that she's not coping very like I wouldn't mm. go to the full extent of what yeah. I'm going through. But at least I had some sort of someone to talk to about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, did you feel like you had when you were when Eleanor was under the care of the perinatal mental health service, did you feel like um, you were supported then? Um, was so there was weekly meetings for the partners that was that was set up, and just w- with my job and where it was, I could never make them. That was that was a difficult part. I think that may have been helpful, um, but then again, I got kind of the feedback that other partners didn't do it either so I don't know whether it would just be one of like a one-on-one situation when we first went in they had to ask my permission for Eleanor to go into the place which I thought was I thought that was quite not bizarre but I didn't understand why I had to give permission you know Eleanor's her own person you know um but you know maybe it was because it's Phoebe would have to be there and it's kind of, you know. I, I, yeah, it, it is, it's to yeah. do, it's really more to yeah. do. Uh, but again, that was, you know, that was never. Ex- yeah, I can see how that came across as, oh. yeah. Yeah, it was never odd. explained to <laughs> yeah. me that that was the reason why or anything. It was just like, is it okay for Ellie? And I was like, well, I don't own her. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, but when it was kind of like, you know, I, I was, involved a lot I helped Eleanor out a lot um because sleep I felt like if she if Eleanor got sleep she would be better I feel like I put a lot on the fact if I could just if Eleanor could just get a few hours sleep um it would it would help her um so I I kind of helped out by you know I slept with Phoebe because I'm quite a deep sleeper so I could I could (laughs) sleep with her so I, I wasn't as anxious um as Eleanor would be if she slept um with Phoebe yeah, I tried to do as much as I can. I couldn't really help with the 
you know, when she was going through the breastfeed and stuff, I obviously couldn't help with that. But I would do the bottle feeds, you know, when we decided to go um, combi feeding, which was which was great. So I would do the kind of like the nighttime um, shift. So I was like, you know, and I would I would do the feeding as well. You know, I think when Phoebe cries, it it goes through Eleanor. And I think that's for most mothers that when a baby cries, it goes right through them and can't. Um, so I can. Phoebe's not the best in the evening so feeding and bath time was I would do it because it yeah. it didn't go through me as much you know yeah. um so I would kind of help out a lot and I think when mm-hmm. when that it was encouraged oh yeah we don't want to change it. we want to try and mirror everything that's home life to to there but you know I think after a week of Eleanor being there I realized that it wasn't going to mirror the, the great thing was they had a house there that you could stay at which was really good really useful for me so I would come up on a Thursday night, work from home on the Friday, um, stay Friday night, and then I would take Phoebe back with me so I could spend Saturday and Sunday with Phoebe and Ellie, and Ellie could have a break for a weekend, um, which, you know, to, to focus on herself and to help out, which was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, good. I, I, you know, and I think, I don't know if I'm supposed to be giving advice to other partners or anything. No, that, but, please, um, please do. That was yeah. my next question. Please go ahead. I, I think just being as supportive as 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 you can. I think and little, just little things matter. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, doing the you know just have if the house is tidy. I don't know. It just makes things like one less thing for for, for the mum to worry about and stuff like that. And I just I think that's all. I couldn't control well and I was going through but I could control other stuff so I just felt yeah. like if I could do lots of things it also helped my mental health yeah because it felt like yeah. I was helping but also it would help out because it's just one less thing for her to worry about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and, and then the other thing is uh, like trust instincts and just speak up as early as yeah. possible and try and be involved in the, the the therapy meeting and I think and I think that's what's difficult is because obviously therapy is supposed to be confidential and it's supposed to you know, supposed to be for that person. Uh, I completely understand, but I think there should be maybe fifty minutes set aside to, sp- you know, to mm. speak to the partner or to, yeah. to kind of um, yeah. go through their opinion and stuff. Yeah, yeah, joint therapy because I guess it's not just mom, is it? It's you know the rest of the family as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I didn't, I, to be honest, I had no no idea how to what I should be doing to to help Eleanor. You know. I was get, like guessing my way through um, things. Did you feel you had enough support with Phoebe as well? If you felt like you didn't really know what to do with Phoebe. Uh, this is the thing is like, I'd never, I knew I didn't, I, you know, being a first time dad, I had no idea what to expect, what I was supposed to do. I, you know, I read, I, you know, I download, as, as most people would do, download a book about what to expect when you're expecting type thing. Yeah, and I got one yeah. for for that and I went through it all and it was it was quite funny because some stuff is like oh you know as a dad you could you can <laughs> you know make sure all the houses you know baby proof and it was a lot of DIY yeah. stuff and I was like <laughs> was it isn't exactly helpful <laughs> on that um front but um from from that I think you know I I took on but I was I took three months off uh from work um at the beginning which a lot of partners won't won't be you know won't be able to so I was incredibly lucky for that um so I felt I didn't know what once I didn't know what I was doing I felt like it didn't matter because I was just loving her and that's all that was expected so if I I, I knew roughly how to feed her and how to change 
and yeah. then I got better as the more times I did it. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think for the basic needs, we had you know we had done some courses before, so I kind of, you know mm -hmm. I knew roughly what to do, and then I just kind of went mm -hmm. for it. So I had, I wouldn't say that the support was there, but I didn't think I, I felt like I didn't didn't necessarily need it. Um, yeah, and I, I just had, com I don't know confidence in myself that. Mm -hmm. um, that it didn't it, you know I'm not going to get things right but it won't matter because I'm because I love her <laughs> I don't know it's yeah because yeah, you're trying your best absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah which I've never you know when yeah. when looking back at it like I'm such a perfectionist and um or I care what other people think of me and you know all, all sorts of negative you know negative stuff and with Phoebe it's just that all that sort of negativity just completely disappeared um when she got here uh, and it's still like that to, to today to be honest so um yeah great great thank you so much Robbie that's um that's really so valuable to hear your side and your wisdom to pass on to other other partners who might be experiencing similar so yeah thank you very much Please. I hope you enjoyed listening to my chat with Robbie from speaking with him, I got the sense that at times he felt a bit lost and unsure where he could get some support, which, importantly, could fit around his work schedule. I thought I would share some resources which might help partners. Nationally, there are baby loss specific support groups, including SANS, which is a national baby loss charity. They offer various supports such as one-to-one -one peer support. Pandas provides national postnatal depression support and they offer an online support group for dads. There's also Action on Postpartum Psychosis or APP, which offers support for partners of those affected by postpartum psychosis. Proud to be Parents provide LGBTQIA parenting support. They're Manchester based but will support anyone who's able to travel. In Lancashire, we're very excited to have access to DadPad, a new guide which has been developed with the NHS and helps partners to gain confidence and parenting skills. It has lots of information about bonding with your baby, getting to grips with your new role as a parent, the practicalities of parenting and looking after yourself and supporting your partner. It also contains details of local support groups. It can be accessed via the DadPad app which is free to download and free to access if you live in Lancashire or South Cumbria. You just need to enter your Lancashire or South Cumbria postcode.